Hamilton from the world-famous comedy bar in beautiful downtown Toronto, it's Anna Scotch Egg, Your Majesty's finest all-weather panel show. Now please welcome your host, Dan Donnelly! Welcome, welcome to Anna Scotch Egg, Her Majesty's Finest All-Weather Panel Show. We do a British TV-style panel show here. Do you guys know what that means? Are you familiar with other shows of this kind? Like Mock the Week, like QI, like Netflix's The Fix. I'm a big fan of British television. I was in uh, Britain not that long ago, actually. And uh, I love watching TV there because they're so good. Not just at television, but at trash television. And uh, our theme today is back to school, and I have a school-related story because we always think of Britain as land of schooling, education, and wizardry. <laughs> so I was watching this show on ITV, which is the trashiest of all the trashy networks, and it was called, it was a multi-part series called Sex in Britain. I know, bear with, you would think it would just be two parts, right? Lie back and think of England, but no. It was a multi-part series on sex in Britain, and part four was on virginity, and they were asking people when they lost their virginity, so they interviewed this really old, upper-class man, real tough, sort of got that real sort of upper-class accent. He had a name, something like Sir Quentin Smith Wigglesby. And they said, when did you lose your virginity? And he said, yeah, 14. Oh, you mean the girl? 21. And that is why British boarding schools are the best in the world, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I will say that not every high school boy is waiting at home lonely for his admission to Hogwarts so he can ride a broomstick. Some of us, some of us are hoping for something else. But what's really great about the boarding school system, aside from that, well, including that, but aside from that, is the strength in classical education. Greek and Latin authors write the foundation of Western thought, people who really sort of created our culture, our society, discovered knowledge and wisdom, but they were also really weird. And I'm gonna tell you today about five of my favorite Greek philosophers and how they died, just so you can get an idea of some of the odd things that were going on back then. So first off, we're gonna talk about Pythagoras because who hasn't heard of Pythagoras, right? If you haven't heard of Pythagoras, you should go back to school. <laughs> a squared plus B squared equals C squared. Pythagoras was the leader uh, of a number cult, actually. They sort of worshiped the principles of mathematics and the cult had a lot of other weird regulations. Uh, for example, they were vegetarian, but they also were prohibited from eating beans. And there are two possible explanations for why they could not eat beans. One is that beans were this potential life form, and that eating them would deny them the potential to grow into new plants. And the other theory is that the ancient Greeks thought that every time you farted, you lost a bit of your soul. <laughs> so anyway, Pythagoras had done something bad, and he had angered a mob in Syracuse, and they were after him, and he ran out of the city, but he came upon a bean field, and lo and behold, he could not cross that bean field without breaking his vow. And so the angry mob killed him, and that is how Pythagoras died. Not even kidding, you can look it up, Diogenes Laertius, Lives of the Eminent Philosophers. Let's move on. Diogenes of Sinope, everybody's favorite cynic. Diogenes was famous for living in the marketplace in Athens in a giant jar, as you can see here. He would go along with a lamp in the daytime asking for an honest man. Diogenes did a lot of weird things, like he would eat in public, which wasn't allowed. He would also pee on people he didn't like him, which was discouraged. <laughs> he would jerk off in the middle of the marketplace, and when people called him on it, he would say, well, you know, if only rubbing my stomach could make hunger go away so easily. 
And so, the best story about Diogenes is he once met Alexander the Great. Alexander came upon Diogenes and he said, Ah, I have heard of you, Diogenes. I really admire you. Is there anything that I, Alexander, can do for you? And Diogenes said, You could get out of my sunlight. And Alexander said, Look how self-assured you are. If I were not Alexander, I would be Diogenes. And Diogenes said, If I were not Diogenes, I would also want to be Diogenes. <laughs> Diogenes died by holding his breath until he died. <laughs> Heraclitus of Ephesus, most famous for saying you can never stand in the same river twice, right? Very deep thought. Uh, Heraclitus suffered some illnesses at the end of his life. He was in a lot of pain. And so medicine at the time suggested that he bury himself in a pile of shit, which he did. And there are two alternate stories of how he died after he buried himself in that ship. One is that the ship was a little too liquid and he drowned. But the other is that it was very hot that day, and it baked the shit into a brick, and he suffered heat stroke and died. So that was the end of Heraclitus. Empedocles, who despite being a Greek philosopher was not into what you're thinking, uh, wanted to prove his divinity by jumping into Mount Etna, an active volcano, which he did. He did not survive, but the volcano ejected his sandal as if to say no, Empedocles, you are not divine but perhaps this sandal once belonged to Achilles. <laughs> Chrysippus the Stoic, second great founder of the Stoic school of philosophy, was walking down the street one day with a basket of figs, and lo, as he was distracted, a donkey ate the figs out of his basket, and he said, well, someone get that donkey a glass of wine to wash down those figs. And he found that so funny, he broke into a laughing fit, that never ended, and he died laughing. <laughs> and that is the death of our favorite five Greek philosophers. Are you guys ready to get the show started? Yeah! All right, let's bring out your teams. Everybody, please welcome Team Heathers, starring Cliff Knight, Jennifer Snow, and Team Captain Peter Fraser. The Breakfast Club, starring Joey Harlem. George Burgess. And Team Captain Mike Payne. Yeah! All right, are you guys ready to get started? We're going to get started as soon as you are settled down with a pop quiz. All right, are we ready for our first question? Yes. All right, question number one. The topic is literature. In Goethe's Faust, the title character sells his soul to Mephistopheles the demon in return for what? Uh, that's a dart for sure, like a cigarette. <laughs> 10 points. Rosetta, Rosetta Stone CD that teaches you how to accurately pronounce the word Goethe? Gotcha. Gotcha. I believe it's Gochi. Okay. <laughs> it is Gochi. Uh, yes, George. A uh, ten-second car. Oh no, wait, that was Faust and the Furious. <laughs> Fifty points. <laughs> Fifty points. Anybody else? All right. Correct answer is he sold his soul in return for unlimited knowledge and worldly pleasure. Oh, that's uh, bullshit. Which I think is worth it, don't you? No, absolutely not. All right, next question. The category is math, but British. 
many inches are on a meter stick? Cliff. About three less than it says on its Tinder profile. <laughs> Eight um, points. About five unless I'm really excited. Peter. Did you say Peter's stick? Yes, I said Peter's stick. George. A measurer's dozen. Uh, yes, if a measurer's dozen is 39.3701, which I think it is. Yes. That is an average. That is an average. Yeah. Thank you. All right, next question. Category of civics. What was the Meech Lake Accord? Uh, yes, whoever rang in. George. A wet Honda? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, that's gotta be it. That's gotta be the fucking answer. Right? 2009 slightly used points. Peter. A thinly veiled euphemism for the Leech Lake Accord. Uh. Five points. <laughs> Mike. It's where Canada stockpiles medium double doubles in case of war. That is actually a bunker near Banff, but uh, yeah. <laughs> It's when we take big meat and throw them into the lake. What? The cross reference. Never mind. Is that a person? Oh, yeah, now I get it. Yeah, I, I get have to it. Oh. rap to you guys. Uh, yeah, that's a, I think that's likely looking at the panel. Okay. All right. Uh, the answer was that it was a series of proposed but unratified amendments to the Constitution of Canada that were rejected in 1987. Um, it was Quebec's revenge for the Plains of Abraham, I suppose. All right. Moving on to the next category. Testing, what does GED stand for? Jennifer. Getting enough dabs. Uh, <laughs> uh, God's erect dick? <laughs> Good eyes, douchebag. General Electric Diploma? Yes. Uh, Google everything douchebag. Yes, that is how you get a GED. <laughs> Alright, so the answer is actually general education development, which is the equivalent of a high school diploma. Alright. Well, you can go fuck yourself if you're going to talk yeah. like that about people who have that, okay? I have one of those, you know what I mean? It's just. Okay. And you're saying What's that supposed not, to mean? it's not the equivalent of a high school diploma? I feel like I'm being attacked right now. Okay. Are you saying it's higher or lower than a high school diploma? I don't know. You tell me. I have a GED. I'm not sure. No. All right. This is why I go to education school. All right. Next question. The category is school safety. Why don't school buses have seatbelts? Clearly population control. Jesus Christ. 50 points. 50 points. Jennifer. I should know this, kids are just naturally bouncy. <laughs> that is what? true. <laughs> wait, in what, wait, where are they bouncy? <laughs> Usually castles, yeah. yeah. in castles, on buses. Squishy little meatballs. There's, there's just not enough funding after the day for all the ball group us. <laughs> that is sad, but true. They're a choking hazard. <laughs> <laughs> The actual answer is compartmentalization, so you have these tall seats that are closely packed together and padded, so it actually protects the kids in case of a crash, supposedly. Don't crash a school bus. Bullying. 
Not in case of bullying, not in case of bullets, not in case of going off a cliff in a suspenseful cliffhanger episode. This is too much. Or in it's Veronica Mars season two. Okay, yeah. moving on to the next question. The category is administration. What is this assembly even on again? The gym floor, you fucking idiot. That is true. <laughs> George. Drugs. <laughs> This particular assembly is anti. Uh, <laughs> controversial. Choose life. What did you say? Choose life. Choose life. Oh, choose life. Okay. They're recruiting one of us to fly the attack drone. Uh, what is going on, guys? <laughs> I have a general education degree. What kind of development? What kind Fuck of you? <laughs> what kind of school did you go to, Peter? Uh, military school. Military school. <laughs> I think that's correct. All right, that's it for our first pop quiz. Give our contestants a hand. That was fucking bullshit. Nobody told me of any of the topics. All right, it's time. Cow on. I mean, seriously. It's time to meet our contestants, everybody. So first up is Team Heather's. All right, Cliff Knight can be found walking his dog to get out of doing actual work. He believes that flat earthers believe what they're saying, so he wants to start a new church of the Space Frisbee so that he can get all of your sweet, sweet donations tax-free. Cliff. Cuba Gooding Jr. This is not a part. <laughs> this is not a part where you chime in. Oh, sorry, I have a GED. I am, <laughs> I am wearing the professor jacket. I am in charge. You must listen to me. Hey, you profess my dick, motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> that Cassie cow, I'm telling you. Wait till after the show. All right. Question for Cliff. Who took the cookies from the cookie jar? No, seriously, who? Those were weed cookies, and we don't want them getting into the wrong hands. Or the wrong stomachs. No, my stomach, please. If I bought edibles, don't steal them. All right. Don't steal Cliff's edibles. <laughs> Moving on, Jennifer Young was high school valedictorian turned TV news anchor turned desperate housewife, and now even more desperate comedian. <laughs> Thanks to... <laughs> Thanks to the birth control method commonly referred to as pulling out, she has three very cute and ungrateful boys. She can't wait for them to go back to school. She just wishes it was a boarding school, like Hogwarts, or something more magical, like dance fantasy. Uh, then they could come back home next summer with the power to make her disappear and everyone would be happy. That's very sad. <laughs> Jennifer, you have so much on your plate, balancing comedy and being a mother. How do you manage it all? I don't. Um, <laughs> my nanny mostly does all of it. <laughs> okay, yeah, in case oh, you're wondering. What? <laughs> she has money. Yeah. Is, is your yeah. nanny Filipino? Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> There's yes. something hilarious about yes, it. Yes, she is. <laughs> Spanish than Asian at this point. But I do want to say that um, I think I could manage it all if they would just like freaking legalize cocaine already. All right? For mothers. Because I would be so much more productive. You know what I mean? Like, scrambled eggs would be on the table by 4 a.m. We'd be in the car outside the school by 6. 
I would seriously doubt your commitment to sparkle emotion. And I would also fire my nanny to use all her salary money to buy the cocaine yeah. so that I could do it all and just be the best mom that God intended me to be. Excellent. Yeah. That is the best pro-cocaine argument I have ever Since the show started. for mothers, but that was before you had the vote. Yes. Well, we also used to give heroin to children as cough medicine. we got four more of these to get through, buddy. Yeah, let's go. Everyone else, shut the fuck up. Peter Fraser, team captain of the Heathers, is one half of the bank-robbing duo Peter and Peter, with his twin brother also named Peter. Though Peter is the one that robs the banks, and really Peter does not commit any crimes whatsoever. It was Peter who robbed all those banks and did all of those other things. The other Peter. Peter, what is it that drives your brother Peter to commit those heinous crimes? It's uh, actually a 2008 Ford Focus. <laughs> My 2008. I take a lot of, uh, take a lot of heat oh, from man. this kid, you know? Um, but I love him. Yeah, as do we all. He is the hotter brother. All right. Moving on, let's meet the Breakfast Club. Give it up for the Breakfast Club, everybody. First up is Joey Arlem. Uh, Joey, or Cassie Cow, as he is pretending to be today, presumably because she is one of the JFL homegrown people, and he is not. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. oh, shit! Oh, no, I do comedy for free, just yeah. like her, so don't worry, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Harlem doesn't know who his dad is. I didn't write this, okay. <laughs> as he was born in a basket and left on the side of the Don Valley Parkway. He has cheated before on his past partners, but is trying to do right by being a better man. He used to identify as a straight male, and now he's just sorry. <laughs> is that Canada gender? How is that? Uh, Joey, who, who is your daddy? Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, all right. Thank you. I'm actually drunk Tiger Woods. I know you're talking about. Isn't Tiger Woods drunk Tiger Woods? Isn't that? Yeah, Tiger Woods. I look like Trevor Noah's left nut. <laughs> Mike, that's probably the best joke I've ever heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up next, George Burgess wants you to know that he is not a cop. He's a turk. <laughs> and please feel free to tell him about any cool street-level intel you have. <laughs> he also lives beside a discount gas station and actually never even really wanted to be a rapper. And so far, that's all been going just fine. <laughs> George, why exactly were you interested in being on a British-style panel show? Well, I was very interested because I'm actually looking for a British-style panel for my British-style electrical box. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, George. Okay, team captain of the Breakfast Club, Mike Kane, is a nationally touring humor editor and parody bibliographer. You can see him hunting auditoriums, auditoria, and legion halls near you. Mike, what is a parody bibliographer anyway? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's hard to describe. It's a word that I made up to sound important. Ah, like host. <laughs> All right. Those are our contestants, guys. Yay. Feel free to pick favorites. Somebody's going to win at the end of the game, and we'll just see who it's going to be. So we're going to move on to the next 
section of our show, which is called What the Hell is This? In What the Hell is This, we show our panelists a series of weird and wonderful images, and they comment on them, hopefully in an amusing fashion. So, panelists, can you tell me, what the hell is this? Uh, that is a campfire notebook, in that it should be in a campfire. <laughs> yeah. Hello Kitty on crack. Well, there, I mean, she's got some rocks, yeah. Oh, sorry. Dan's animated porn fantasy. Oh, I know. It is surprisingly like that. Uh, yeah. Bedazzled pussy. <laughs> Very good. 50 points. Yeah, that's a fox, a fox? right? Yeah. It's a fox. It is 100% a cat. It is no, that's a fox. It is 100% like the fancy feast cat wearing wearing her uh, wearing her crown and being picky. Who over there is raising a fox? Uh, all three of us? <laughs> Motherfucker? Yeah, what the fox? Because we're not just a team. We're a family. <laughs> they have domesticated foxes in Russia because everything weird happens in Russia. Okay, oh, sorry, one more. Yeah, one more. A royal cunt. <laughs> <laughs> is that the work clean one? That is the, that is the, that is the we're moving on, you guys shut up. <laughs> so, everybody, what the hell is this? Oh, okay. That is a sideways x-ray of a snowman. <laughs> With a really great butt. It's uh, Donald Trump's eyes after he looked at the eclipse. <laughs> what happened before the abortion? Ooh. Uh, so is it going to be twins? Is that how that's going Was. Yeah. <laughs> it's a psycho. It worked, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that... No, I don't... That's too much. I want to say Pac-Man's great-grandfather, but I mean, <laughs> like he did a lot of heroin. Yeah. yeah. So are those wrinkles or is that like wispy hair? Oh no, that's his dog. <laughs> are you talking, wait, this guy? Yeah. No, all of yeah. this stuff growing out of him. Oh no, those are, that's his hair. Yeah, yeah that's sure. his hair. It's, uh, it's Cliff's balls, actually. Cliff's yeah. balls. Also known as Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, this is a Mandelbrot set, which is a kind of fractal pattern. Yeah, there you go. Mandelbrot also means almond bread, so it is delicious as well as attractive. I have a GED. <laughs> That's why I am teaching you. Oh. I think you're still developing. All right. <laughs> the panelists, what the hell is this? Oh, my God. Oh, buddy. Oh, my God. I know exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's where, that's where I lost my uh, virginity. Okay. It's, uh, it's approved broccoli, because it's right. Get the fuck out of me. Anybody else? Yeah. Somewhere a Japanese student wouldn't want to go. That is closer than you know. This one is this. Uh, I think it's the the bomb site of uh, Nagasaki or Hiroshima. It is related. It is not actually at the bomb site. Uh, so what this is, <laughs> uh, what this is, what this is, is the Second City Training School. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Wow. 
So the town of Richland is home to the Hanford nuclear site, which supplied the plutonium for the nuclear bomb that was detonated over Nagasaki. Oh, that's even worse. That is why their mascot is a mushroom cloud and why the student chants at games have included nuke them till they glow oh and God. proud of the cloud. <laughs> so can we just say, not all mascots are offensive because they're <laughs> Cartoon images. Wow, yeah. that's for real. That too. is that is really terrible. Yes, yeah. so, so that is real. All right, <laughs> moving on, everybody. What the hell is this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my uncle's dildo or uh, my uncle's vibrator. It's one or the other. That is the original German flashlight. <laughs> it says "come on it" for God's sakes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a place for me to carry my mints. <laughs> for after somebody comes on it. No, you can have a mint without anything happening. You just enjoy a mint without any sex involved. Is that true? Okay. Oh, wait. It's where you keep your blue balls. Ah. Anybody else? <laughs> All right. So this is a pencil sharpener. Yeah, that's what I thought. Come on, it is the biggest oh. brand of pencil sharpeners in Germany, believe it or not. Is the brand come or is the whole come on it a brand? Come on it is the. Yeah, name say that again, like think more seriously. A, I think it was a corporate merger. Come on it. Come on it. Technically, I'm still right. It is a flashlight. It is a kind of flashlight for the pencil dick to If you like yes. bleeding dicks, yeah. It's circumcising pencils. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pocket moil. You were a coin, right? So I've got a couple of other pencil sharpeners just for you guys to look at briefly, because uh, they are a surprisingly fertile field of development. Uh, here is a pencil sharpener. Well, that's intentional. You think it's intentional? Are you, are you kidding? Is that a pepperoni stick in his head? This, this is, no, it's a pencil. It says something on the side. They're colored pencils, which I guess means BBC. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to judge someone based purely on their head shape. <laughs> that guy looks like a knob. <laughs> I think to be honest, and judging on the breasts, I think it's a her, but I think she might be a bit of a crank. That's too. what that was. <laughs> when I go on all fours, I have breasts too. Okay? That's true. <laughs> Mikey, show the class. Mike was the model for this. That's what <laughs> They do, okay. That's enough of that. Moving on to our next pencil sharpener. Oh, Holy shit. Spawn of Chucky. You're gonna be fucked if you fed the pencil shavings into the mouth and then you got a complete pencil coming out of the eye. There you go, sir, here's your pencil. Excellent. Stare at these things and just yeah. like hide in our own I think, beer. I think I think that's enough of that. Or we're gonna Is get that ideas. real human hair? Like, come on. Uh, yes. Okay, moving on to the next photograph, guys. What the hell is this? It's clearly a beaver with a fucking seagull up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Thanks. 
This is this is definitely a Canadian franchise, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, it is not, but oh. uh, it would be. This is perhaps the Seriously, most Canadian thing I've ever the seen. The fuck grows wings out of their lower spine? <laughs> Beavers. <laughs> Peter. I I do. You do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want everyone to look at the calf muscles yeah, on that beaver. What is he playing? What is the, what's He's the playing game? lacrosse. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was... I thought you don't know what like lacrosse is? No, of course not. Right. Well, this beaver is very... sort of hot, because I was like, if you're going to have a beaver, at least get it padded up. It's like summer hockey. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they're not padded in when you play lacrosse. Technically, hockey is lacrosse on ice. That is how it was designed. All right, uh, guys, this is the mascot of the Avon Old Farm School in Avon, Connecticut, which is why it's playing lacrosse. All right. Next, because yeah, it's very white. Here is their sort of official logo, which is somehow not any better. All right. I love that. I want that in my car. Yeah. Dude, if, there, if there was a beaver that did cocaine, this is the beaver. <laughs> right? He's like, you got any coke? Someone this not on the Canadian coat of arms. I don't know why. Like, replace the unicorn with this shit, I think. All right. Next photo. Guys, what the hell is this? Ew. Baby. Ew. Holy fuck. Um... Uh, that's uh, the inside of a Kleenex after I have a cold, for sure. <laughs> Definitely what it is. But it's for real something, though, right? The beyond, beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Come on, uh, old, uh, old ramen noodles? Um, it does kind of look like old ramen noodles, doesn't it? I live in a basement apartment and I have a GED, I would know. Yeah. I'm a specialist in old ramen noodles. Peter. So, what every teenager thinks they look like. Oh, oh, that's, that's sad. Fucking beautiful. Oh, that's sad too. But you'll grow up to be, you know, the swan, hopefully. If I ordered food at a restaurant and that came, oh, sorry. I would send it back? Yes. To hell? Yes, I think that's true. All right, guys. Yeah, one more. Um, she sells seashells at the dog park. <laughs> that's very good. It's clearly the result of Asian cupping, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Feel included, homie. Yeah. you. All right. So what this is, this is a viral photo of a, quote, hamburger that was actually served. That was actually served as part of the school lunch in Pennsylvania. So Dr. Luke Lansbury, superintendent of the Dubois area school district where the burger was served, said the district has since stopped serving the hamburger, but it was perfectly safe to eat and had been served more than 300 times with only one complaint. Lansbury said the hamburger only looked bad because it had been overcooked. Not because it was dangerous to consume. Oh, God. All right. Next photo, guys. What the hell is this? Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. It's a compact golf course. It is a very compact golf course. Yeah. Uh, a CEO's highway to uh, the bathroom. <laughs> this is how the world looks to me when I'm out there on my skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> Something about Tesla. <laughs> Anybody else? The very newest evil layer technology brings you the new James Bond Repulsifier 12,000. It's nice that they're going green, though. Um, in a 
environmentalist's version of yin and yang? That's probably as close as we're oh, going to get. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is it Japanese? Uh, it is not. Uh, this is a university in Singapore, Nanyang Technological University. Uh, so this is an eco-building that insulates itself, cools the surrounding air, and harvests rainwater for landscape irrigation. Man, those are some spoiled pigeons. It was also the only place in Singapore that these crazy rich Asians could fit a golf course, apparently. All right. I would uh, keep my eye on that place, Yeah, because they're ramping up for something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Guys, what the hell is this? Who took chemistry? I don't even need to say anything. No, you don't need to say anything. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is the chemical uh, chemical what, contraption or uh, equation for as is. As is. <laughs> like, yeah. like no, just the, no returns? Yeah, just the statement, as is. If you yes. buy something that is as is, yeah. that's the used, thing. Used chemicals have this on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, okay. All right, I tried. All right, anybody else? A dyslexic stop sign? <laughs> <laughs> it's all falling apart. All right. One of those don't drive high advertisements. <laughs> All right. So this is this is an arsenic compound called, and I am not kidding you guys, arsol. Arsol. Just in case that's not clear. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. All right, moving on. I married you for a reason, honey. No. All right, guys, uh, Joey? Oh, no. <laughs> All right, next picture. Guys, what the hell is this? Oh, um, oh, fuck, what is the name of that guy? It's, uh, it's Adolf Hitler before he became bad. <laughs> now, what's the name of the, guys, help me out the crowd here. What's the name of the dude who was in that, um, a movie with the bowling in it? What's it called? Oh, John Turturro. Yeah, that's John Turturro. That's John Turturro, right? It's the Jesus. Yeah, that's John Turturro. Casting Nobody photo. fucks with the Jesus. Yeah, it is the, not John Turturro. It's the casting photo from the Big Lebowski. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Sneaky, sneaky. I have never seen the words money making that close to the word art in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That should be a big hint as to what this is. Oh. Those are words. Those are words. This is this is an advertisement. <laughs> oh yeah, it's an art advertisement. Yes, an advertisement for art school. Yeah, right. So this is a this is a famous. Yeah, you verified your own answer. <laughs> this is a famous scam where yeah, they pretend that yeah, they're going to teach yeah, people art and they're going to make lots of money, oh, um, and then they turn into okay. So who is yeah. Norman Rockwell? A cover artist. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay, oh, with an artist. Yeah, it's right there. So Albert Albert Dorn is the is the person who uh, made this scam. All right, moving on. What the hell is this? Oh God. <laughs> Can we do one without anime, Dan? No, I mean, we can't. <laughs> that time isn't right, is it? No. <laughs> pretty close though. It's got to be pretty close. Uh, yeah, uh, that's my dad's favorite video game. <laughs> Am I wrong? It could be. I don't know. Um, and neither do you, because he left you on the side of the DVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A period scheme gone wrong. <laughs> it's three underage panty shots. That is...
True. Why would you say that? <laughs> because it's anime. Um, so that's sort of what? included. Oh, did you play this today? Anybody else? No, I did not play this today. It's Carrie, the animated series. That's, that's good. Um, that's a valedictorian? <laughs> this GED, GED really didn't help you out. Yeah. No. Yeah. What's she carry, though? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I think she I feel like everything. All right, all right. Yeah, it's inappropriate. I okay. So well, many weird ways. Yeah. Um, She's mad because she has no nose? My body, my choice. Yes, very good. Uh, I believe it's what is my body All right, so this is a terrible Diva Cup accident, but it is also a video game called Yandere Simulator, where you take the role of uh, Yandere Chan here, and you eliminate all of your rivals who are uh, going to date Senpai so that you can have him for yourself, wow. and then take him home and dive up in your basement and keep him as your slave. Whoa. Uh, it's currently under very public development, and it's actually sort of fun. So I encourage you guys to check it out. All right, that is it for What the Hell Is This? Give your panelists a round of applause, and we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the next pop quiz. Does this get harder? It does get harder. <laughs> Only if you run. Okay, first question. The category is Royal Studies. Good Morning America host Lara Spencer recently came under fire for criticizing Prince George's school, Thomas's Battersea. Alongside the expected math, geography, and French, it includes what controversial subject in the curriculum? Sodomy. <laughs> I think we covered that earlier. What about last slide? No, I know. Thomas's Battersea. Ha ha! <laughs> Four points. Uh, Jennifer. How to dodge toe paparazzi without ending up like grandma? <gasps> oh. oh! Too soon, maybe. <laughs> Not soon enough. Toe paparazzi. <laughs> like, are people after Prince George's feet? Does that matter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only tricks. Only tricks. Okay, George. The controversial topic was the pronunciation of the word controversy. Yes. Controversy. 15 points. All right. So the correct, the correct answer is ballet, because apparently she thought it was not an appropriate subject for young boys because someone has never seen Billy Elliot. All right, next question. Alternative schooling. Question is, as much a social experiment as a progressive school, London's Burgess Hill School was heavily influenced by 1960s counterculture and famously had no rules at all. What sort of things were students allowed to do? Use black or blue pen. That was the, that was the one rule, actually, that was still not allowed. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure they were about to open carry. Wrong country, though. Only the sex. What did she look like on the inside? Oh. Mikey. What <laughs> 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 was that? He just like sprayed fucking dust at us there. For those listening on the podcast later, Joey Harlan was covered in some kind of white powder. Are we on a podcast right now? Yeah, we are. Wow. Yes. In oh. fact, he was signed a release. All right. <laughs> so this gets harder. Yes, it does get harder. Anybody else? Yeah. They were allowed to, you know, be in a band and kill Sharon Tate. That is correct. 400 points. No, uh, they were, yeah, Joey. They were allowed to touch the janitor. Yes. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, so there were actually no rules. They were allowed to do literally anything. They could come, they could smoke, they could... They, they could come. 
I don't even get to do that, Dan. It's your world, baby. They could play music, they could bring dogs like airlines now. Uh, and lessons were entirely voluntary, so eventually everyone stopped showing up and the school closed. Alright, next question. The category is geology. What are the three types of rock? Joey. Uh, hard, harder, hardest. Yes. Six points. Cliff. Organic, factory farmed, and pet. <laughs> 15 points. Ignoramus, gigantic, and sturdy. <laughs> yeah. Easy listening, prog. Tooth Fairy, Scorpion King, Jumaji. <laughs> okay, for real. So the real answer is Chris, Schoolhouse, and The. Chris! <laughs> but uh, the actual answer is Igneous, Sedimentary, and uh, Metamorphic. So there you go. Now you know one thing about geology. Yeah, no, nobody is smarter now for having been to this show. Next question is on testing. Speaking of things that don't make you smarter, why must you use a number two pencil on Scantron tests? Just uh, up upholding the number two pencil monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> Ten points. It's because the number three pen pencil will set off the metal detectors. <laughs> Fifteen points. But Just because it says so on the form. Yeah, essentially. The, the number one pencil is used to hold up when you're number one. Because <laughs> sometimes you have to poo, you know? Yeah, uh, all right. All right, uh, so the actual answer is there is, is no real reason. They just need a standard, and number two pencils are in the middle of the hardness spectrum. Hardness oh, spectrum? Hardness spectrum. Take that in the middle, middle of the hardness yeah, spectrum. We're all in the middle of the hardness yeah. spectrum. Not all of us. They, that's why they're in bells. Yeah. All right, next question is also about testing. So. Speaking of standardized tests, why do we have so many of them? George. Asking about standardized testing incurs a penalty on your standardized testing. <laughs> <laughs> Negative 50 points. Great. Yes. Um, so that we all come out followers, because it's the Bible of academia. Okay. Don't test me, brah. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Probably just to make sure that everyone here is actually learning disabled. <laughs> I begin feeling attacked here at the show. All right, all right. Enough of that. Uh, so the answer is actually uh, so kids can learn to fill out restaurant comment cards later in life. Uh, no, the reason we have standardized tests is because they appear objective and they're easy to measure, but they are neither of those two things. All right. Next question, the category is history. What were the first words of the Abenaki Sagamore Samoset to the pilgrims when he first visited the Plymouth Colony in 1621? Hey, sorry guys, I know you had a whole weekend planned, but there's a, there's a fire ban. <laughs> uh, don't tease me, bro, were his words. <laughs> and it did not work out that time either. Uh, well, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Nothing worse than Puritans. You can't get rid of them. Does anyone have a number two pencil? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
lost your Okay, so the real answer is he came up to them and in perfect English said, do you guys have any beer? That is just a true fact from history. What? Yeah? All right, so it's time for Not Bloody Likely, which is the next segment of the show. So in Not Bloody Likely, our panelists will all get up and I will give them prompts and then when something comes to mind, they will give an act out of an unlikely or humorous scenario. Our first prompt is, unlikely parent-teacher meetings. Hey, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, your kid's retarded. <laughs> is that unlikely? They wouldn't use those words. Ah, there we go. So, um, Billy's a good student. He really is. He's, he's fine. I mean, so fine. <laughs> your child walked up to me right in the face and said, fuck this system. And just between you and I, I agree. <laughs> I don't know what it is with your kid, but your kid really likes the janitor for some reason. <laughs> Unlikely parent-teacher meetings really ring a bell for me as I was homeschooled. <laughs> and homeless. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> so we're, um, we're really having a hard time with Marjorie. Um, I'm just wondering if you can keep her at school full time. <laughs> hey, I've got a real problem with all of the pencil sharpeners at your school. You guys are going too fucking far <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, your kid's doing fine in school. I was just wondering, is your, uh, is your wife single by any chance? <laughs> All right, thank you, panelists. Next prompt an unlikely situation, jobs they never bring up on career day. <laughs> so I had a really rough night last night. I, um, I, uh, I had to clean up a bunch of booths. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. What, what, what kind of booths? Like a strip club booth. Oh, strip club booths. Okay. Uh, I am uh, I'm the dad that stuck around. <laughs> you know, Sally, you're really pretty. You could just end up like your mother at home. Oh. <laughs> Joy? You are dressed for it. Yeah. Teaching jobs that actually make a difference. Yeah. Too sad. <laughs> this is a fucking bummer. Yeah, this, is, this, is tired. this hurts. <laughs> Alright, so we'll call that to a close and move on to the next prompt, which will hopefully be more uplifting. Unlikely things brought to show and tell. Hey, uh, we've been studying this book, so it kind of ties in. But this is my Aunt Angela's ashes. <laughs> Look, I made this model dinosaur out of my own schmegma. Oh, Jesus. oh my god. So, so first of all, it's schmegma. Yeah, it's schmegma, and making it Yiddish doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what, is, what is going on here? The point is, it's just like Play Doh. Is that the point? <laughs> Mike? Oh. Oh. Mike? I didn't even need to look. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you at home, Mike unzipped his fly. Hey guys, 
This is a clock I invented, and we're all going to die to know what time it is. Oh. <laughs> that would be funnier if it weren't for that Arab kid who got arrested for bringing a clock to school a couple years ago. There's a lot of them, but I could only be in there long enough to bring one. <laughs> Do you guys like matches? Do you have any? <laughs> All right. Thank you, panelists. Moving on to our next prompt. Iconic film scenes, but in school. Uh, sometimes a lunch lady, she looks right into your eyes, you know, chief. You ever see a lunch lady's eyes? <laughs> They're black, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> and that lunch lady, she comes up on you, and there's the hollering and screaming. And the cafeteria turns red when the lunch lady tears you apart. Regular listeners of the podcast will recognize that same act out from last time. Was <laughs> <laughs> like, a lunch lady? Not about a lunch lady. That was like red green. That wasn't red green. No, that was quit from Jaws, you. Yeah, you moron. did red green doing him. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been here last time. I yeah, you guys. Fire. Last show was way funnier. You should. You should have gone to that. Oh, hey, go fuck yourself. Mike. <laughs> oh, we're we're so sorry. You 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 just can't seem to pass a test. Well, stupid is as stupid does. That was dumb. Oh. How was that? That was Forrest Gump. And that is the last act out for that prompt. All right. Unlikely problems on the first day of school. Hey, nobody here has a gun. <laughs> hey, guys, I have too much lunch money. I'm actually really gifted, so this is going to be a big waste of time. Okay, we'll end with that one. Uh, things we'd never hear in history class. You know, guys, if you think about it, the French were fairly generous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, uh, just heads up, guys, I don't have a, I only have a GED, so this is going to be a good class. <laughs> Possibly because we don't teach the future. <laughs> For now. Class. Kids are the future. Kids are yes, yes, the children are our future. We all saw how that turned out for Michael Jackson. <laughs> all right, that's enough of that. Yeah, you hit the horn for yourself there, buddy. We're not Dave Chappelle Songs that were cut from a high school musical. None of you are going to college. <laughs> yes. I'm pregnant and I'm keeping it! <laughs> my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. Get a way better movie. That, that was in High School Musical 4. <laughs> Wait, did High School Musical have a, 
have that song in it? And I just didn't. Never. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. Are you confused? Anybody else? I know. Go. Mamma mia, here I let me go again. Back to high school, so I can get my GED. <laughs> okay. All right. That's. That does it for this section of the game. Thank you, panelists. You may return Are you to your fucking seats. kidding me, Jennifer? You may return to your seats. You may return the to same your seats eyes. and sit quietly. And now for our last pop quiz. The category is literature. In Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, what is the phrase that Professor Umbridge has Harry carved hundreds of times into the back of his own hand? There aren't enough black people in this school? <laughs> that is true. You shall not pass! <laughs> My mom's dead! <laughs> Helter Skelter. <laughs> this was not the Burgess Hill School. <laughs> Doing lines is cool? It worked for Bart Simpson. Lines will be the trenches for your I think you may have been reading fan fiction and not the real books. All right, oh, that was good. Girl power. <laughs> okay, thank you. Did something funny happen I didn't hear? Yeah. One more, what? The future is female. <laughs> P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the answer is I must not tell lies. Oh, downer. That whole book was a downer. <laughs> School safety <laughs> is the category. Why don't we allow strangers into schools? <laughs> They don't fit into the tiny desks. <laughs> they're, they're not even Catholic. <laughs> 25 points. I might run into my dad. <laughs> we can only have so many vice principals. <laughs> that is true. And uh, so, in case you guys were wondering, the real reason we don't let strangers into schools is, wait, let me look here. I'm sure I have, it's, a, it's stranger danger. It's stranger danger. All right, next question. Film studies is the category. In Goodwill Hunting, what does the title character do to get some dorks away from a math problem he wants to look at? Jennifer. Look, a squirrel. <laughs> Surely you mean a three-headed monkey. Yeah. He tells them that they're giving away free medium double-doubles on the quad. <laughs> that is true, but as we know, they're all stockpiled under BAMP, so... He goes, uh, hey, I'm an undercover cop, and this math problem is under arrest. You boys go home now, there's nothing more to see here. <laughs> 200 points. That's good. Look, there's a girl that will date you. Oh, I think it has to be believable, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, so what he actually does is... I don't know. 
Does anybody remember? Yeah, yeah. He slops janitor water. Oh, that's right. He slops janitor water on them. For some reason, that's not in my list of answers to the quiz questions, and I don't know everything. I know. Can you believe it? Pretty sure. What's so bad about janitor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The category is literature. In Oscar Wilde's *The Picture of Dorian Gray*, when does Dorian first notice a change in his portrait? Uh, he's diagnosed with herpes. <laughs> yeah. When that one lady tried to restore the portrait, he ended up looking like a monkey. <laughs> that, that, that Spanish lady with the church yeah. fresco. Yeah. When the eyes start following you around the room. Uh, ah. All the Instagram comments are like, bro, you look flat. Uh, I don't know much about art history, but if this happened to Vincent Van Gogh, he would for sure have like no ears left. She uh, did say she didn't know much about art history. <laughs> Ten points. <laughs> uh, so the real answer is it started capturing his transition from Dorian Gray to Ionian Gray and eventually Corinthian Gray. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the real answer is they are the orders of Greek columns. If you've ever taken an architecture class or taken interest in classics for some other reason that is not interesting. Uh, it might, have been, it might have been part of Joey's GED, we don't know. Uh, the real answer is that he abandoned a woman. Is that right. where they get Corinthian leather from? Uh, Corinthian leather comes from Corinth, which was known for luxury. That's why they had fancy columns and fancy leather. Got him. Maybe I do know everything. All right. Next question. Wow. History is the category. Louis Riel was the father of Manitobia, a leader of the Métis people, and was elected three times. You said Manitobia. You said Manitobia. He did, didn't he? What I meant to say was Manitopia. Ask questions, no. Right now is the perfect time to out Dan as an American. Everybody. Not for those killer teens, it wasn't. Everybody, shut up. And I'll read the question again. <laughs> Louis Riel is the father of Manitoba, <laughs> a leader of the Métis people, who was elected three times to the House of Commons. Why, then, was he executed by the Canadian government? Jennifer. He got to Riel for the Canadian government. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh, is, is it because he founded a place that nobody gives a flying fuck about? Apparently not one I can pronounce. <laughs> Bribing them with Montreal bagels just wasn't enough to save his life. He uh, refused to pay the carbon tax. <laughs> uh, the real answer is that uh, no one has stayed awake through the opera long enough to find out. Uh, there was an opera based on the life of Louis Riel recently, in case you guys don't follow my culture. Uh, though the real answer is he was executed for treason because of uh, leading two resistance movements. What's treason? <laughs> it's when you have trees on. No, you end up on the tree. Mike, do you have to go on? All right. Next question, the category is science. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Do I look like a freaking owl to you? 
Uh-huh. George. It depends on if the Tootsie Pop was properly warmed up. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of piggybacking on George's answer, but is this a Tootsie Pop thing of vagina? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wink. What is a Tootsie Pop? Go to fucking Bulk Barn, dude. There's a whole... So they don't let you into Volkmart? <laughs> a Tootsie Pop is what old people use to bribe kids into doing what they want. Okay. A Tootsie Pop is just a, it's a, it's a lollipop with a Tootsie Roll in the middle. So the idea is that you eat the lollipop until you get to the Tootsie Roll. But no one has ever just licked the lollipop to get to the center of the so it's The real game. answer is it's gross. Uh, the real answer is only Dustin Hoffman knows. Tootsie. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. That was the end of this pop quiz. Let's have a round of applause for our contestants. And we're gonna move on to the last part of the show, which is debate club. In debate club, pairs of contestants from different teams argue a point one way or the other, and you, the audience, get to decide who wins the point. Are you excited? I'm excited. Our first debate proposition is, be it resolved, Degrassi Junior High is more magical than Hogwarts. Arguing in favor of the position is Mike Payne. Arguing against will be Jennifer Young. Mike Payne, you start us off. You have one minute. Uh, it's really quite simple, Daniel. Uh, what is more magical than the real? Say yes to real life, everybody. Yeah, Degrassi is real. I don't mean that in the sense that Drake is a paraplegic in real life. Or, or that it's a street. But those actors are all alive and around the corner. If, you, if you're originally from Toronto, then you most likely will have met one at some point. Don't believe me? Well, the, the first woman that ever saw me naked played Caitlin in the original series. Wow. Yeah, it's true. I was a baby and she was my babysitter. <laughs> so it's nothing that special. And you know what? Actually, I know Snake. You guys know Snake from Degrassi? Yeah, he's married to a, a friend of all of ours, actually. Of all so, of ours? Well, on stage here. You have 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, let's see here. I also happen to know, okay. Anyway, Harmony Radcliffe, or whatever those dumb kid names are, can Hufflepuff my ass, because they are not very magical in the truest sense of the word. They're just a fantasy. There's nothing more magical than being starstruck. All right, you are out of time. Hufflepuff my ass, Mikey. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Jennifer, in favor of Hogwarts, you have okay. one minute. Okay, let's just review the titles of the schools. Degrassi Junior High, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Hogwarts, one point, Degrassi, zero. Hogwarts is owned by the Ministry of Magic. Okay, I repeat, magic, it's magical. Degrassi is owned by either the Toronto District School Board or the CBC, doesn't really matter. Neither of them are spellbinding, just broke, okay? Uh, the kids at Hogwarts get to have magical wands, okay? Which we can agree is so much cooler than owning a fedora or an STD. Okay, the kids at Degrassi play, you know, traditional sports games like football and bullying. Um, the kids at Hogwarts play Quidditch. They get to fly through the air on broomsticks, right? The kids at Degrassi just haze by broomsticks. Sorry, that was St. Mike's. Next. Oh. You'll often hear... Five seconds. Okay, uh, fuck, 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 fuck me! Okay, you can make yourself invisible at Hogwarts, okay? At Degrassi, you have no choice but to be invisible. Oh. All right.
Mike Payne, you have 30 seconds to respond. Starting now. So what this Griffin douche would have you believe is that, <laughs> is that her teens are better than mine, and that just makes no sense. Yes, they can cast spells, but isn't catharsis the truest form of magic? I mean, <laughs> you can watch a season of Degrassi with dry eyes, then you're a fucking monster, Jennifer. All right. Jennifer, you have 30 seconds On the grounds of Hogwarts, you'll often hear the young lad saying something like, hey, how about a game of Quidditch? At Degrassi, it's just more like, hey, don't quit on me now, bitch. <laughs> right? But I think perhaps, perhaps the most magical thing about Hogwarts is that it was created by a single newly divorced mother, and she is now like the world's first billionaire author. Is there nothing more magical than that shit? Gives me a reason to go ahead with my divorce. Okay. <laughs> All right. And now you, the audience, get to decide. Do you agree with Mike Payne that Degrassi is more magical? It was an uphill climb, folks. <laughs> or do you agree with Jennifer that Hogwarts is more magical? It sounds close. <laughs> but I think we're going to give that one to Jennifer. Congratulations, Jennifer. Heather, rich lady, whatever she wants. <laughs> All right, our next debate topic, and we have our two debaters come up to the front of the stage. Be it resolved, the solution to school shootings is arming teachers with nukes. In favor of the proposition, we have Joey Harlem, and arguing against the proposition, oh, we have Cliff Knight. What? <laughs> All right, so who goes first? You do. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, one minute. Yeah, it's got to be a, go a good reason, right? I mean, like, think about it. I mean, everybody pays for it. It's too, like, you're in class and you fuck up. Like, teacher might, you know, hit us with a nuclear bomb, and I feel like if everybody's in trouble, you wouldn't want to put your friends, right, in the same boat as you, right? It's a nuclear Your parents are dead, too. You fuck up. Think about it. That's like a lot. Like, you're going to have to behave. Like, man, I don't want to fuck this up, dude. I don't want to blow everybody up. Right? Also, animals. Like, if you have a dog or a squirrel, like, you're killing the water supply, but there's a lot of guilt, like, right there. I don't think I really need any more than that. I mean, no. I feel like it's a great idea. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Cliff Knight, you have one minute. I don't think uh, we should be, we should give him the nukes, per se. We could probably just give them, like, something else, you know what I mean? Arm them to the teeth with all their things that, you know, make kids feel terrible about themselves. <laughs> so that they, in turn, it's just, it's just standard mind control. You guys know about the propaganda. Oh shit, that's what we're already doing. God damn. Um, <laughs> you know what, you know what I'm gonna say? Actually, no, don't give teachers any more weapons. You guys remember Matilda? The fucking principal from that, don't give her anything. She got. She had medieval torture weapons. If anything, yeah, let her keep those. Don't give her something as efficient as a nuclear bomb. Like, you know, send in the teacher. Where was it? Richland High School. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense, right? <laughs> At least then you know that the destruction is going to be locally sourced. I suppose. <laughs> Excellent. Sourced, Joey. Locally sourced. What? All her weapons were clearly made in Europe. Like that's a fucking that's fucking bullshit right there. I don't like this is just this is crazy. I feel like we are already insecure enough. Like I have a GED and like here being in this.
competition, I'm already extremely, um, I, you don't need to make them feel any more bad. I feel like kids just need to die, right? You have to be a good kid or you need to die. That's just how it goes, right? 30 seconds, That's, uh, I yep. think I'm good. I'm All right, excellent. excellent. Cliff, you have 30 seconds to respond. I think, I think in a system, you know what, Joey, you just met, you have a GED, and that's why you're wishing for an IED. Which either way, we can wish for some IED. No, IED is correct. Yeah. See, I provide explosive device. Yeah. I, I don't even have a GED. I'm sorry. Well, uh, as well, we just give, give teachers octopuses or something. Something scary. You know what I'm talking about? Just so they just throw the kids with an octopus in your face. Octopi? Yeah. It is octopodes, and you are as tired as agree with Joey the teacher should have nuclear weapons or do you agree with Cliff that they should have some kind of psychological warfare and maybe an octopus all right Cliff takes it that's another point for team Heathers congratulations team Heathers all right our last debate is a hot topic and the question is school uniforms tired or wired. So arguing in favor of school uniforms tired is George Burgess, and arguing in favor of wired will be Peter Fraser. I know you may have trouble telling them apart, so I will say their names before they go on stage. George Burgess. One owns a record store, the other one works at an HMV. Yeah. <laughs> is this Frank Sanchez versus Mr. Burns? Uh -huh. George Burgess, you have one minute starting now. So I'm on school uniforms, right? I'm an unmarried man with no kids. I really should not have a strong opinion about It would be troubling at best. But if I were forced to choose a side, like if I was on, say, some sort of British-style panel show, the uptight hard-ass in me says that those little bastards should wear whatever the hell I tell them to. Ten seconds. But I also chose tired, so I guess the opposite of all that stuff I just said. <laughs> all right, thank you. George Burgess, engaging in a really impressive feat of mental agility to create that counterfactual of being on a British style panel show. All right, now we have Peter Fraser, who will be arguing wired. Peter. You have one minute, starting now. I assume my brother robbed the bank again before he came here <laughs> in my car. Uh, I don't know where this is gonna go. I just know that without school uniforms, there'd be a lot of pressure on kids to look cool, you know? And parents would have to spend a lot of money and the sexy Halloween costume industry would crumble. <laughs> <laughs> it's time we wire them, you know? like. Uh, connect them to apps and the, the, the whole uh, the whole information uh, age uh, we get uh, precious metadata about all their secrets and their crushes and 
and uh, like you're you're probably gonna ask me, hey Peter, why are we doing this? <laughs> well, uh, we also want to control their breathing and heart rate and deliver electric shocks to control them and uh, display an LED light show when they receive a good grade. Wait, 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 because all of this will be sponsored by Wired magazines. Their jaws will be wired shut and it will be surrounded in barbed wire, like copies of that Pamela Anderson movie, Barbed Wire. George, you have 30 seconds to respond. You have 30 seconds to respond. I'm not really responding because I couldn't follow that. But I did bring some cold hard data. I did some reading on the topic, and a startling statistic was that Four out of five members of ACDC are against school uniforms. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you, George. And Peter, you have 30 seconds. I don't really have an argument, but maybe I could just relate to you a story which I think makes uh, school uniforms a good idea. Well, when I was a kid, I, I had big ears and they stuck out, you know? And all the kids at school would make fun of me for it. And then I went home and I said to my mom, there's got to be a better way for you to pack this corn for my lunch rather than just duct tape it to my head. <laughs> Ten seconds. And if my school had had school uniforms, this would have been completely illegal. And no one would have ever known my mom was uh, insane. All right, thank you, Peter. Once again, you, the audience, get to decide. Do you agree with George Burgess that school uniforms are tired? All right, and now do you agree with Peter Fraser that school uniforms are wired? All right, that is indistinguishable. So are we. But I'm going to give it to George because Peter ran over time. And you love me for it. <laughs> All right, that's the last of our debates, and that is the end of our show, which means now you guys get to pick which team wins overall. They take the whole shebang. Who gets to be top banana? Who gets to reign supreme? Is it the Breakfast Club? Or is it the Heathers? All right, Team Heathers. I've been Dan Donnelly, this has been Andy Scotch Egg. Thank you, and good night. Good night.